Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night or whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton. I want to welcome you to today's study. But before we get into the study, we want to make sure that those who are listening in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, or Garvin County, and do not have a church home, I want to extend this personal invitation. My name is Pastor Mike Weeton again. I serve as the pastor here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I want you to take this as a personal invitation for you to join us right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in this place. Before you visit us, why don't you visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, our website is www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, why don't you scroll down the site, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our Cyber Church family, but ultimately, we want to see your face in this place at Bethlehem Baptist Church. You have joined us on Wednesday. It's a service or a Bible study meant to be from 6 p.m. to 6.40. And over my shoulder is how it will go. Uh, we'll have the opening prayer, the announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up in a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, we come right now asking you once again to meet us in your word, Father. We pray, Lord, that you would teach us by the power of the Holy Spirit that resides on the inside of us, Father. Make us and mold us into the image of Jesus Christ as a result that every thought we have and every move we make will be done in regards to the word of God and for the glory of God. We thank you, Father, for this opportunity to come and to share. And we say now, speak, Lord, for your people need to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements before we get into uh, the word today. We want to congratulate uh, Sister Jocelyn Rushing for winning the election for mayor last night. Uh, she asked us to pray and vote. And we want to thank those who uh, did pray and thank those who did vote. And we're excited about what God has planned for Paul's Valley through the leadership of Jocelyn Rushing. And also, uh, we're going to ask that you pray for our family um, as we lost a uh, dear loved one, Brother Allen, and we had him on our prayer list. And God did the ultimate healing, but we're praying for the Jones family. And uh, we're fasting and praying for their family that they may be comforted for such a time as this, pray throughout the week and fast and pray this Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. in Jesus' name. Also, we want you to fast and pray for the seven last words this Friday at 7 p.m. right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We'll be hosting the seven last words 
from the cross. And we are excited about that. And Bethlehem wants you to invite family members and friends to come out this Friday at 7 p.m. as we would have seven last words uh, from the cross. Uh, Pastor Richards is going to come and be with us. The brothers Johnson, Pastor Copeland, Pastor Crawford, and uh, ja is going to come, and, and Reverend Ja is going to come and substitute for Reverend Williams, who's supposed to be a part of us, but couldn't make it. Uh, but we want you to make it, Bethlehem. Again, the seven last words from the cross this Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And fast and pray for that. And also fast and pray for Easter Sunday, Bethlehem. We're excited about Easter Sunday and it's what we call Resurrection Sunday, uh, Resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So excited. And again, Bethlehem, invite your family members and friends as we celebrate the highest day of Christianity, as we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. Again, invite your, invite your family members and friends as we are excited to be a part of uh, this coming events. And also, I want to let you know, uh, Bethlehem, uh, last Sunday, I had the opportunity to go and be with Connie and First Lady Deborah Bozell. And we had a great time in the Lord last Sunday as we celebrate his 17th year anniversary. So we were excited to do that. And we praise God for delivering us there and delivering us. Uh, and he pastors the St. James uh, Missionary Baptist Church there in Evansville, Indiana, the hometown of our own brother Maury. We had such a wonderful time there. Got to visit uh, the homestead of the Boat Zell and, and, and really had a wonderful time in the Lord. And we want to thank uh, those who felt in for me this last Sunday, Reverend Rushing. Uh, I heard the Lord used him in a mighty and awesome way. Thank Brother Chad for his help. And all the others who stepped up uh, as we continue to celebrate at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Uh, this last announcement is uh, my 16th anniversary service. We'll go uh, the first Sunday in May. And we're excited to have our own son of Bethlehem, Pastor Ford. Pastor Michael Ford is going to come and share with us. We've been praying for him and his lovely wife, and we're excited to see what God has done and doing in their lives. And that's the three o'clock service, and Brother Chad is going to do the 11 o'clock service. So we're excited about what God is doing here in the life of our church, and we're going to continue to move on up the King's Highway in Jesus' name. So please fast and pray about all that I mentioned today, even as I ask you to fast and pray for this new sermon series entitled, What to Do When Your Life Has Been Utterly Destroyed. What to do when your life has been utterly destroyed. Uh, we're standing on John chapter 16, verse 3, where Jesus tells us that in this life, we'll have many or much trouble. 
And many times Christians don't like to hear what Jesus said about the troubles in this world. We think that we should only be blessed. We think that the winners of heaven should only bless us, but that's not real Christianity. Real Christianity in this world, you will have much trouble. But Jesus says at the end of that, that he has overcome the world. So we're going to, uh, we're excited about this series, uh, What to Do When Your Life Has Been Amen, Bethlehem. Again, we're in this series entitled, What to Do When Your Life Has Been Utterly Destroyed. And this month, we're going to learn from Jesus and the disciples what to do when your life has been utterly destroyed. As we look at uh, the disciples' inability to be prepared for what was going to come as they would face uh, one of the most detrimental things in their life, which was the death of Jesus Christ. Their life was utterly destroyed. And it was utterly destroyed because they weren't listening to the word of Jesus. And that's what happens to Christians. Our life can be utterly destroyed because we don't listen to the word of God. We're with Jesus, walking with Jesus, talking with Jesus, and not listening to his word. That's what happens when people go to Sunday school or come to church every Sunday and they hear the word but they're not listening and, and it really evidences itself in the time of tragedy because they're not really building their life on a solid foundation because they're not listening and standing on the word of God. And that's what we have to do as Christians, listen and stand on the word of God. As I shared before, when life, when your life is utterly destroyed, you need to keep the Lord. You need to keep loving. You need to keep learning. You need to keep listening. Uh, when you're uh, going through uh, tragic times, you need to keep looking for the Lord. Keep living for the Lord. Keep lurking on the word of God. Keep the lessons of God. If you're going to make it through times uh, of trouble. And tonight we're going to look at keep the Lord, keep the Lord. We look at Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 18 through 19. Let me read that in your hearing today, Bethlehem. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God of my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to tread on the heights. I read to you Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 18 to 19, may God only bless the doers of his marvelous and magnificent word in Jesus' name. Today, we're going to share a lesson again. What do you do when your life is utterly destroyed? You keep the Lord. You keep the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And when you keep your eyes on the Lord, you can get these three things, even in tumultuous times. You can, you, can, you, you can be joyful in the Lord. You can be jubilant in the Lord. And you can be jubilated in the Lord. Joyful in the Lord, point number one. Point number two, jubilant in the Lord. Point number three, uh, jubilated in the Lord. We want Christians to know today that Christians should get their strength and ability from God in devastating times. Let me say that again. Christians should get their strength and ability from God in devastating times, in Jesus' name. We're going to look at this brief video, and then we'll get to the Word.
so that leaves us with one last truth. Get ready for God's judgment. In the book of Habakkuk, we find that God's judgment was delayed, but it's still coming. The people of Judah are going to be judged by the Babylonians because of their sins. And the Bible says that judgment is still coming for everyone who refuses to trust in God. But because you are stubborn and refuse to turn from your sin, you're storing up terrible punishment for yourself. For a day of anger is coming when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. You might read the Old Testament and think that, man, God was really mean in the Old Testament and now he's not a judge like that anymore. But that's not true. The New Testament says that God is coming back to judge the world. Jesus is coming back to judge the world. And our only hope is to turn to God, to repent of our sins, and to embrace Jesus as our Savior. And if you're a Christian, the message for you and the lesson for us from this first lesson in Habakkuk is to not think that we're getting away with our sin or God doesn't care about about our sin or God ignores our sin, but that his just judgment is coming, but he's putting that off so that, so that he can be gracious toward us so that we would turn back to God and repent. Amen. And praise the Lord. As we look at this on the map, Habakkuk is having a problem with God. Habakkuk is having a problem with God, as the video alluded to, because God is about to allow Babylon to come and destroy Jerusalem. God is about to allow a pagan nation to come and destroy Jerusalem. And Habakkuk had a problem with that. And, and, and in the text, if you listened and saw the context, it, it was a very detrimental time, very devastating time for Habakkuk as the Lord would be judging the people of God because of their disobedience. And God disciplined those whom he loved. So this is the reason why. We look at the maps. Here is Babylon over here. Uh, this is where Babylon is, uh, the kingdom, and most likely the armies uh, went around and followed the, the Euphrates on around and down and uh, down across uh, this way uh, to get to Jerusalem. And the captivity of Jerusalem uh, or Judah uh, was in uh, 536 through 516 B.C. And Jerusalem was destroyed. Uh, that was uh, this, uh, uh, and and the Babylonians took uh, most of them, especially those who were in high regards or in high levels of learning. And that's what uh, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were deported uh, back to Babylon, and that's where we get the Babylon and the Daniel story. And Daniel's remembering the seventy years. Uh, that was about to be up. And uh, so uh, this is the maps. This is, uh, again, Babylon, most likely is the flatlands. They went across this way, the flatlands came all the way around. And remember, this is also called the Fertile Crescent. This is uh, Ur is where uh, Abraham was from. 
Um, so this was the fertile crescent that ran across here. And all this here is the fertile land, fertile land all the way back over to Egypt, fertile it was fertile. So they would, the Amish most likely followed these flat lands and came around here and, and, and took over the land by God's will. Let me say it again. By God's will. They were in captivity by God's will. When they first got there, God told them, um, you better build houses. You better have family because you're going to be here. They was going to be there for 70 years. But right here in this text, um, Habakkuk really, really suffered uh, mentally because of that. And, and after he went through a lot of suffering, you'll see, you see in Habakkuk like that, you see many of the writings in, in uh, uh, Psalms like that, where they would just be uh, pouring their hearts out to the Lord, sounding bitter, sounding like there is no hope. But then all of a sudden, the last part of the Psalms, they put their trust in God. And that's what happened here. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice and, and you're going through an utterly devastating time. Somebody's listening and, and you've lost a loved one. Somebody's listening and you've lost a child. You've lost a mate. Somebody's listening. You've been devastated by what the doctors say that you have or what they think you may have. Somebody's listening and you've got laid off from your job. Somebody's listening and don't know how they're going to pay their rent or about to get uh, their house, uh, they, uh, about to get evicted from their house because they couldn't pay the note. Somebody's going through a detrimental time in our nation and in our world. Uh, there are people going through detrimental times. We think what happened in, in Mississippi, that tornado that came and destroyed um, all of that places and let it be, just been destroyed. We live in a world where destruction happens all the time through fires, through floods, and, and through wars and rumors of wars. And in our own nation today, we seem to, we're not at war with other nations, but we're at war with ourselves with all of this gun violence that happens. Uh, and I'm so sad. And every time I hear about all this utter destruction and folk lives are being utterly destroyed all around us. Um, and, and the only hope is, is to let you know, Jesus said that in this life, we'll have trouble. We, we don't like to hear, oh, that in this life, we'll have trouble. In this life, we're going to have tribulation. In this life, we don't like to hear that. And the same way the disciples, we're going to look at most of this month where Jesus was telling him that he would have to die. Oh, Jesus was telling him that he would suffer. Jesus was telling him that he would have to die. And Jesus also told him that he would rise again on the third day. But the people, oh, they didn't want to listen. The, the disciples didn't want to listen that and hear that in this world that we will have trouble. And every time a saint gets so involved in, in thinking that we're in heaven, they have it so good to think that we're in heaven. Heaven is a place where there's no more dying, no more crying, no more tears, no more sorrows, no more suffering. But in this world, uh, uh, we're just passing through. In this world, we look forward to that time where 
we won't have to go through stuff like this, but in this world, church, uh, uh, we're going to have trouble in this world. We're going to have loved ones who die in this world. We're going to have loved ones who are, who are sick in this world. Um, we're going to have Christians who lose their houses and homes to floods and to tornadoes in this world. We're going to have trouble, and you can struggle with that all you want, but that's one thing that will not happen on this side. Oh, of heaven is troubles. Hello, somebody. Jesus was trying to prepare them in the back of, oh, I had to come to terms with that, that God will do what he says he would do. And he was going to allow the Babylons to come and destroy, oh, Jerusalem, destroy the temple. It would happen because of their disobedience. And after he struggled with that, really through the whole book, he was struggling with that. But afterwards, then uh, this is what we got to learn when we have our lives utterly destroyed, utterly devastated. He said, after all that trouble, he said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Woo! So you're trying to tell me, Habakkuk, that uh, 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 my world is turned upside down. Habakkuk, my world, my city has been destroyed. My church has been destroyed. My home has been destroyed. And you're telling me all you have to do is to yet rejoice. Woo! Man, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. He said, after all of what was going on, he said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I call this that yet praise. I call this that hallelujah in the heart kind of praise. And sometimes you'll go through and the devil is bringing all that he has against you, trying to depress you, trying oh, to get you to take your own life, trying to get you to self-medicate through alcohol and drugs because of all the stuff that you're going through. And, and, and Habakkuk said, all you need to make it through such a time as this is some yet praise. He said, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. He says, I'm going to be joyful in the Lord. I'm going to say when everything is going wrong in my life, when the devil has me down on the mat and, and, and the referee is counting me out, I'm going to look up and I'm going to say, hallelujah, anyhow. Woo! Hallelujah, anyhow. Oh, my life is failing and falling apart. Hallelujah, anyhow. I just got laid off. Hallelujah, anyhow. Oh, I'm sick in my body. Hallelujah, anyhow. I just lost my mother. Hallelujah, anyhow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. When I lost my mother, I had to learn to do that. Preached her, 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 her eulogy, and it was entitled... Amen. Amen. And this is what 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 the, the, the prophet is doing in this text. This is what you're gonna do. Amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Anyhow, be joyful in the Lord. The devil is trying to take your praise through all of this suffering and sadness uh, and tribulation that you're going through. But all you need is some yet praise and say, Hallelujah, anyhow. 
Oh, and you celebrate the life of those that, that you've lost and, and you do a celebration of life and thank God for what you had because some folk never had what you had. Hello, somebody. And Jesus, and thank you, Lord. I have to say thank you, Lord. Oh, for the 70-something years I had with my mother because some folk ain't even never had a mother. Hello, somebody. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Anyhow. In Jesus' name. And, and this is kind of what uh, Job was trying to tell us in Job chapter 13, verse 15. He, he said this. It seemed like God was coming against him. Uh, he said, yet he slay me. I will hope in him. I will still uh, defend my ways to his face. Yet he slay me. I will hope in him. And that's what happened to many Christians when they go through times of loss, times of sadness. They stop hoping in the Lord. They, they, they believe that somehow God has forgotten them. And God was trying to tell the disciples that as we're going to look at this month and he's trying to tell you in this life. It's appointed unto man for to die. And when I preach this, some people think I'm trying to be morbid, that there will be a time, oh, when I pass off the scenes and I, I let my wife know, oh, and try to get her ready. Oh, uh, oh, I need to get ready because we're passing away. We're not going to be here forever. We have it good and we forget that sometimes, oh, we will lose in this life. Hello, somebody. Reminds me of what uh, Jill said uh, uh, Biden uh, after uh, LSU won. And, and Jill wants to invite both teams to the White House, and to which many of us say that's wrong. Only the winners get to go to the White House. Losers don't get to go to the White House. That's just the way it is. Oh, and we began to think that it's, it has to do with race. Hello, somebody. Because if I would have went with, they would have want LSU to come with them. Hello, somebody. And all that controversy about that girl doing this. Oh, man, if it was the opposite way. Hello, somebody. In this life, we're going to lose. Everybody don't get a, participa a participation ribbon. We, we, we don't prepare our children. We don't prepare the saints. That In this life, sometimes we will lose. But when we lose, that doesn't mean that we should give up hope in the Lord. It's just the way that it is. Woo. Job said, though he's slay me, though he's sovereign. That's what uh, uh, Habakkuk had to say. Though he's sovereign, uh, though he could do something if it was his will to do something. And, 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 and Habakkuk and Job said, I will hope in him still. When I lose my lovers, I'm going to hope in him still. When I get sick in my body, I'm going to hope in him still. Oh, when I get laid off, I'm going to hope in him still. In the fire, I'm going to hope in him still. In the floods, I'm going to hope in him still. Oh, in the rains uh, and tornadoes of life, I'm going to hope in him still. Speaking of tornadoes, I, I thought it was very ironic as I went up to St. James with uh, Brother Maury's brother, uh, Connie, uh, Pastor Connie Bozell. Uh, We were there on Friday night. And as we were in their home, we heard a 
tornado siren, a tornado siren going out. And I was thinking, now that's very ironic for us to be from Oklahoma, known for tornadoes, to be up in Evansville, Indiana, hearing a siren. I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> in this life, stuff like that can happen. Um, you're going up uh, somewhere to do the will of God, and all of a sudden, boom! Uh, you're hearing a, a, a siren of trouble that's about to happen. Oh, it happens in this life. Joe, great example of that. And he was getting going through this because of, and that's the thing about Christianity. Don't, don't judge me now because you may not know why I'm going through. You see, in Habakkuk's case, the people of God were going through trouble because of their disobedience. But in Job's case, he was going through trouble to glorify God in the trouble. Don't judge me too quick now. Oh, when you seem that, when it seems like my life is falling apart, don't judge me too quick now. Because it may not be because I did something wrong. It may be because I did something right. Oh, but whether I did something wrong or right, oh, we all can hope in the Lord. If I did something wrong, I can hope in the Lord and repent from my sins and turn from my wicked ways. But if I did something right, I can continue to hope in the Lord to help me get through such a time as this. Keep the Lord in devastating times, church. You've got to keep the Lord. He was joyful, a joyful in the Lord, and he was jubilant. He said, Yet I rejoice in the Lord. And then he said this, which basically repeated the same thing I will be joyful in God, my Savior. I will rejoice in the Lord, and I will be joyful in the Lord. My Savior, everything was about to fall apart, but he still saw God as his Savior. When everything is falling apart around you, you need to see God as your Savior. You see him in joyfulness in the Lord. You see him in jubilance in the Lord. That God is my Savior. In Jesus' name, I will always hope in him, even though when I think that he slain me, I must believe him. I was talking with somebody who had a, a, a problem with what the word says because it looked like the word contradicted what it was saying. And, and this person had a problem with uh, what, what he appeared to be, what he, he felt like it was a contradiction in the word. And, and, and he stood on the word and believed the word, but it seems to be a contradiction. And, and the song says, when you, when you can't trace his hand, trust his heart, God is God, even when you can't understand. God is God in your life, even when it seems like it contradicts the word uh, or your life is being contradicted because you stood on the word of God and, and everything is not adding up the way you think it should add up. Oh, God says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. You see, when, when a loved one, when a Christian loved one dies, we're sad. But God says that it's a precious moment, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of a saint. He says precious, but we says tragedy. 
We say trying. Uh, uh, we say tribulation. We, uh, uh, we it causes us to be in a trial. But God says, "Oh, precious." He He says, "When a dead, when a saint uh, dies, is as precious to us as when a child is born." Because oh, they're being brought into uh, the presence of God. This is a precious thing. And that's why you better learn how to stand on the word of God and be joyful. Oh, for the work of God in your life and the life of your loved wants to be jubilant i will be joyful in the god my savior i choose joy in the midst of trouble joy in the midst of tribulation joy in the midst of devastation in jesus name romans 5 and 3 says not only that but we also rejoice in our suffering because we know that the suffering produce perseverance. Uh, oh, the writer of Romans said, oh, that I will rejoice in my suffering. See, you won't hear this on television. They just gonna tell you that you're blessed. It's that prosperity gospel that you should be blessed. Send me your money and you're gonna be blessed. But the word of God says that we should rejoice in our suffering. And in this life, this month, we're gonna learn in this life, we're gonna have troubles. In this life, there are times when we will suffer and we've gotta rejoice anyhow. Hallelujah, anyhow. In Jesus' name. And we've got to, because that suffering uh, produces perseverance. In Jesus' name. I'm running out of time, Bethlehem and saints of God. This last point, as we talked about tonight, keep the Lord from Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 18 through 19. I made up a word here. I dropped the rejuvenation and just said juvenation. Juvenation in the Lord. In verse 19, he says, the sovereign Lord is my strength. The sovereign Lord is my strength. He's going to enable me to get through this devastation, destruction, uh, uh, this, this, this utter confusion that's going on in my life. The Lord is my strength. Somebody today, you're weak because of the turmoil. You're weak because you've been utterly devastated. You're weak, oh, because you didn't keep the Lord. You, you lost sight of who God is and that he's sovereign and that he has all the right to manifest anything in His in your life for his glory. He, he has a right to call his saints home. Uh, he has the right uh, oh, to manifest and give you some stuff in your life that are difficult oh, for his glory. And Habakkuk said that the sovereign Lord is my strength. And God says today that he's going to be your strength. Uh, oh, as a matter of fact, Nehemiah said that the joy of the Lord uh, is my strength. Don't you know when you have a positive attitude, when you have joy, can't nothing bring you down. It's a positive mindset when you have God's joy. Can't nothing bring you down. You can go through, but you still can be happy. Somebody don't know what you're going through because you have joy. You have smiles on your face, but you're sick in your body because you have joy. Nobody can tell. You don't look like what you've been through because of the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh, 
there are many saints uh, that are going through and they're going through because the joy of the Lord is their strength. The sovereign Lord is their strength and it gives you strength and it gives you ability. And, and the prophet says that he has made my feet like the feet of a deer and he's enabled me to tread on the heights. Uh, God would give him the ability oh, to make it through such a time as this. Uh, oh, he would give him the strength, uh, but yet he would escape. Uh, oh, what he needs to escape. Uh, he would have the ability to go to heights, to tread on the heights, uh, oh, to overcome such a time as this God has given you the strength but also the ability to make it through he's going to manifest oh some stuff in your life some abilities that you've never had before and he's going to enable you oh to make it through oh, such a, a time as this in Jesus name you need to pray saint if you're down, Lord, give me the strength uh, to make it through. Not only the strength, but give me the ability, oh, to make it through. Such a time as this, uh, that person that lost their mate, you didn't say, Lord, God, give me strength. Uh, but not only that, give me the ability, oh, to take over, oh, what my mate had done in my life. I'm going to need some new abilities uh, to handle the money, new abilities, uh, oh, to start start a business, uh, uh, to take up the slack of what I lost financially. God, give me the strength and give me the ability to make it through such a time as this, Lord. Uh, jubilate me in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Samuel put it this way, 2 Samuel 22 and 34. He makes my feet like those of a deer and stations me upon the heights. Oh, when you're going through times like this, you've got to learn to take it to another level. They, they talked about going to heights and you're going to have to go to new heights uh, and trusting in the Lord for this season and this time of your life. You're going to have to go up uh, to new levels. Uh, you're going to have to have the ability oh, uh, to tread like a deer. And, and he says, and station me upon the heights. Uh, God says, uh, come on up a little higher. Well, God says, depend on me a little more. God says, uh, you can make it through such a time as this uh, and give me glory if you depend upon my strength for your story and my ability for your story. I've given you everything that you need uh, for such a time as this to make it through in Jesus' name. Bethlehem, thanks to God, I'm out of time. Well, I want to encourage you tonight and want to encourage you throughout this whole series on what to do when your life is utterly destroyed. We're about to take a look uh, coming Friday, the, the, the devastation, the utter devastation that the disciples are going, going through this Friday, Good Friday, when, when Jesus actually is on the cross and dying. This was utter devastation for the disciples. And they were not prepared because they didn't stand on God's word. God was telling them all along, or Jesus was telling them all along what was going to happen, but they didn't want to listen. They didn't believe that bad things can happen to 
good people, but Jesus was told them exactly what they were going to go through, but they didn't listen. They came to Bible study, but they weren't listening. They came uh, all to uh, Wednesday Zoom, but they weren't listening. Well, you've got to listen to the word of God or you're going to get caught off guard. Let me say that again. You've got to listen to the word of God or you're going to get cut off guard and your life is going to be utterly devastated because you didn't listen to for what God was trying to prepare you to go through at this time. And I want to challenge us, Bethlehem and saints of God, to listen to the word of God and to manifest that word in troubled times. In Jesus' name, keep the Lord is the key. Don't lose sight of him. We have the binoculars on tonight's picture of the, of the study. We got binoculars. Watch God closely during this time. Keep your eyes on the Lord during this time. He will enable you to make it through such a time as this. Tonight, Christians should get their strength and ability from the Lord in devastating times. I have one more decision I need to enable some folk to make tonight um, because we've been talking about depending upon the sovereign God and we're in a series of Jesus uh, and the cross. And the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And this is what we're celebrating Friday and Sunday that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And you must believe that Jesus on Good Friday died for your sins and that he was buried for three days and rose again on the third day, which is Resurrection Sunday. We're going to celebrate this coming Sunday. And he did that for you today to accept him as your Lord and Savior. If you want to accept him as your Lord and Savior, all you have to do is pray this simple prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I believe that Jesus is who his word says he is. I believe that he's your only son. I believe that he's the only way to you. I believe that he died for my sins and was buried and raised again on the third day so that today, I might be saved. Come into my heart, Jesus. Come into my life. Take over. Take control. I give my life away to you right now. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, I want to tell you to come on home before I invited you to church. Uh, but because you have uh, prayed that prayer, what we call, uh, we call it the sinner's prayer, but really it's the saint's prayer because that's how you become a saint. And because you prayed that prayer, you've been born into the body of Christ. And if you're anywhere near uh, uh, Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, Garvin County, you've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And I'm telling you to come on home. Oh, this Sunday will be a wonderful day to come on home and be introduced to the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in the place this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. 
bring a family member or a friend. This is a good Sunday to come. Bring a family member or a friend, and we'd love for you after I preach uh, the sermon on this Sunday to come down, or even just tell me in private that you pray to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You'd like to become a part of this body of Christ. We'll accept you into the body of Christ and lead you in what you need to do next. Uh, come on, this Sunday at 11 a.m. 311 North Dunbar. Now, if you pray that prayer, you're anywhere else in the United States or around the world, you must find a church home. And we're uh, challenging you and, and, and praying that you will find a church home because you need a church home to grow up in the things of God. A baby is born in the hospital and a baby cannot go home alone after he's born. And it's the same way with you spiritually. You need to get into uh, a relationship with a church where you can grow up in the things of God. So we're praying and the Holy Spirit has been added to your life and he will lead and guide you to where he, God wants you to be. Well, Beth Ham again, we want to thank you for joining us tonight in our Zoom Bible study and saints of God. And as always, I want to challenge you to stay connected. Stay connected to God's person. Stay connected to God's precepts. That's what Wednesday Bible study is about. And, and Sunday school is about his precepts and listening to the word on Sunday. It's his precepts. Studying on an everyday basis. It's his precepts. And also stay connected to God's people. And we want you to be connected to us this coming Friday. Once again, we're excited to have the seven last words from the cross. And we want you to be in the house this Friday at 7 p.m. as we celebrate with all these great men of God who's going to come and share the seven last words from the cross. And also, we want you to stay connected uh, two days after that for Resurrection Sunday as we celebrate Easter this coming Sunday. Stay connected to God's people in Jesus' name. Let me go ahead and give the benediction. Shall we pray? Father God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for your word tonight and may it encourage the body of Christ here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church as well as those who are beyond our body. Encourage hearts, minds, and souls in this series. We pray that it will be a blessing to us this month and that we will learn to apply your word in difficult times. Put your heads of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger like you did for Job in Job 1 and 10. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, Father God, this Friday and this Sunday. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord, Bethlehem, you are dismissed. In Jesus' name.